Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today we're talking about the immune system. And believe me, in the psychotic world that we're in, if you know more about the immune system, you will be strong, healthy, happy, and look in the mirror when you see your reflection, you're going to smile. Um, <laughs> I've got, I've got a, a really cool picture on the start, the first slide tonight, and it's when they ask people to not walk on the grass in Huntington Beach because of COVID. And, and uh, my, my youngest boy sent me a quote. If 50 million people see a foolish thing, it is still a foolish thing. Anatoly France. <laughs> so now everything is going to be put on, and because we do have some restricted information that our fascist government won't allow us to play. And, you know, of course, you know, it, it's interesting because I have a list of the books, that uh, some of the books that are banned. And if you like John Steinbeck, you're going to be in, uh, um, sad that he's been banished. Um, all this to be on the Dr. BVIP. And for all those that support me, God bless you. Thank you very much. And those that are supporting that Dr. BVIP channel, please, it's an absolute responsibility to copy the information, send it, and share it. Because this is turning the tide against this um, insane world. Also, please go to the Healthy Extreme Health Academy. Um, I've got another week and a half before I'm going to do um, a two-and-a-half-hour webinar for them, and it is just a blast. Now, let's get into this. If, if I tell you that the World Health Organization says the deadliest thing that, that is affecting the world Okay, that is preventable. In fact, these are non-communicable diseases. 36 million people a year die from cardiovascular disease, respiratory diseases, diabetes. These are called non-communicable diseases. 80% of the deaths in low-income companies are from non-communicable diseases. 36 million each year. Of course, we don't shut down the economy for that. Um, how many cases worldwide had been in the last, uh, oh, what, 19 months? Four million deaths according to co uh, for COVID deaths. So you have eight times more, more than eight times the fold increase in deaths that can be prevented compared with COVID. And even COVID numbers are like insane um, because they're they're not. So this health is brought to you by the authorities that are also shutting you down. So this is, you know, brought to you by the CDC, who backtracked a bunch, the FDA, who's approved, um, you know, a vaccine after just a few um, months of no long-term studies, and it's brand new, even though it killed 100% uh, of the animals, National Institute of Health, great God Fauci's thing. Of course, it turns out that he lied to Congress, uh, Health and Human Services, and the AMA. Okay, we're going to get into this. So, um, also, if you're looking at the health, and again, we're looking at the immune system. Um, an article came out in 2009 that said that top military leaders report 70%, 70 percent, 70 percent of Americans, 17 to 24, are unfit to serve in the military because of mental illness, hearing problems, asthma, obesity. I mean, so what is the cause of all of this insanity? Is it genetics, virus, bacteria, fungus? Who can we fight? Who can we lock up? Not enough lockdowns, not enough masking. Okay, so 
let's look at this. Your immune system, okay, is involved in every function of the body. It's involved, your skeleton has an immune system, your blood has an immune system, your everything, okay, it's in lymph tissue. Um, now, how does the system work? How is it integrated? Well, if you look at the absolute, absolute experts, okay, uh, Gary Fathom, professor of immunology and rheumatology, um, quote, if a patient were to ask me, how's my immune system doing today, I would have no idea. And I'm an immunologist. None of us can answer that. Right now, we're still doing the same tests I did when I was a medical student in the late 1960s. Uh, think of that. So here's another one, Mark Davis, chair of the Stanford University School of Medi Medicine, Microbiology and Immunology. Um, the immune system, it's staggeringly complex, 15 different interacting cell types that spew dozens of different molecules into the blood, communicating with one another and to do battle. It's an awful lot of moving parts, and we don't really know what the vast majority of them do or should be doing. We can't even be sure how to tell when the immune system's not working right, let alone why it's not. Uh, we don't have good metrics to measure what a healthy immune system looks like. Isn't that interesting? And so let's look. If the experts don't know how it works, remember, we are not that advanced in science. And you say, well, no, 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 modern science is amazing. Okay, look at the advances 20 years ago. 20 years ago, or 30 years ago, or 40 years ago. Okay, we have made some great strides and some declines. If you look at chronic illness or injury 20, 30, 40 years ago, it was very, very low. If you look at chronic injury and illness now, you're looking at 60% of American adults have a chronic injury or illness they'll never recover from, and 54% of kids. So let's look at this. Well, one, your genetic information, up to 45% of your DNA is viral. Now, your double-stranded DNA, you know, and you've seen that ladder that's twisted. Um, it's a little virus hotel. In fact, viruses are residing in your body for a purpose, and a good purpose. Viruses are responsible for two critical important functions in nature, variation and adaptation. Um, and, and when you look, many viruses can change response and alterations to their environment, sort of like a chameleon. So a virus it transfers genetic information. In fact, viruses are vital for our ecosystem. Um, and when you look at viruses, most viruses aren't harmful at all, and they play an important part in maintaining our ecosystems. Uh, Andrew Holmes, microbiologist from the University of Sydney, quote, viruses are everywhere and don't, do not instantly equal bad. They have a potential to cause very rapid biologic change through epidemic disease, but that's rare. Vigilance is important, but panic is unwarranted. And in fact, the viruses are able to move genetic information between different hosts. Uh, but, but honestly, the, the experts still don't under, understand how this happens. Um, like if you look at way back, okay, and this is um, public health. It was published in 2010, but it was the state of the art of microbiology um, in... 1918. Now, they had 100 healthy um, uh, volunteers, Navy, Navy men, 
and they were exposed to viruses because they were pretty sure that they knew how the 1918 pandemic was transmitted. And so they um, isolated this bacillus. They shoved it in 100 people's, these 100 Navy guys, in their nose and their eyes, down their throat. Nobody got sick. Then they had sputum that they got from sick people, and they shoved it in their nose, up their eyes, down their throats. Still nobody got sick. Then they had them go in and talk to everyone, okay, talk to these really, really sick people. And what did they find? Um, and nobody got sick. And in fact, what they had to do, um, each of the volunteers was taken into an influenza ward and exposed to 10 patients each. Each volunteer had to shake hands, talk to the patient at close range, and permit the patient to cough directly into his face. And not one got sick. So what did they come up with at the end of that? We entered the outbreak with the notion that we knew where the cause of disease was. We weren't quite sure um, how we knew it was transmitted from person to person. Perhaps if we learned anything, it is not that we are not quite sure about what we know about this disease. And that's the quote from the um, Dr. Rosano in 1918 who looked at this. Okay, so, I mean, we know that at the time they were using a huge number of aspirin, and I mean lots of aspirin, so much that it caused pulmonary edema, pulmonary bleeding, and kidney damage. So what's the philosophy of, of modern medicine? Well, for one, it's the germ theory. Now, imagine this. Um, the body is self-healing, self-regulating. That we know. Now, the body is always trying to change homeostasis. And if you look at the germ theory, the germ theory is that germs cause disease. This is why they're doing testing, they're doing contract tasting. So it's the germ that causes disease. Because remember, the people that have brought you the health of society now, the FDA, CDC, AMA, they're not talking about strengthening your immune system, get out and exercise, um, do things that... that de-stress your body and your mind out, okay? Take vitamins, get direct sunlight. They're not telling you to do that. They're saying isolate, put a mask on, um, fear, fear, fear. So they're doing things that are not conducive to health. But, of course, that's why we have one of the sickest societies ever. People are listening to them. When we look at the Lancet, okay, and this is out of 1968, um, so we've known that the germ theory is not accurate. Germs do not cause disease. It has to do with the terrain. Quote, the germ theory has become dogma, but it neglects the many other factors which have a part to play in deciding whether the host germ environment complex lead to infection. Okay, among these, genetic constitution, behavior, and socioeconomic determinants. Brilliant. And what did the British Medical Journal say um, in 2004? The biomedical model of illness, which has dominated healthcare for the past century, cannot explain many forms of illness because they're using the germ theory. Um, the system fail. The failure of this stems partly from three assumptions: one, that illness has a single underlying cause. That's wrong. Disease or pathology is always from a single unlearning cause. That's also wrong. And removal or attenuation of the disease will result in a return to health. Uh, they go on to state evidence exists that all three of these assumptions are wrong. And they are. 
So it's not the germ that does it. Now, with the Theobald Smith, and this was brilliant, uh, back in, I think it was 1860s, 1870s, he developed uh, this formula. Now, this was a brilliant guy. And in fact, um, he actually um, uh, coined a, well, had a, a phenomenon named after him called the Theobald Smith Phenomenon. It's if you get multiple injections like vaccines, uh, he coined the term anaphylaxis. Um, and he developed this formula of the virulence of the pathogen, you know, like how tough is it? You know, is it the flu or is it Ebola? Um, the number of pathogens or the amount of exposure in the opening size divided by the resistance of host. So now anything that you do, the resistance of host, if that's down, then you're going to get sick. If it's strong, then you're going to be healthy. So the resistance of host is everything. Now, <laughs> Rudolf Virchow, who is reputedly the father of the germ theory, I mean, this is brilliant. Um, quote, if I could live my life over again, I would devote it to proving that germs seek their natural habitat, disease tissue, rather than being the cause of disease. Again, brilliant. These guys are scientists. Pasteur, Louis Pasteur and Beauchamp, they were arguing about the terrain or the germ, the terrain or the germ. And even Pasteur on his deathbed said that it's the terrain, that the microbe is nothing. Um, and again, I'm just bringing data in so that you can understand that the immune system, you do not need to be worried about viruses, bacteria, funguses, or anything. And the constant barrage that you're getting through the media, and even though we're seeing that, that you know, obviously Fauci did fund, fund gain-of-function tests, that, that, they're, the national, that this is a lab um, formed, although I can't say that on YouTube tonight because they'll delete our channel, um, even, you know, because of the censorship. Um, if you look at this, the, the terrain or the health of the, nerve, of the immune system is what protects you. It's not the germ exposure because I've never masked at practice. I've been exposed to hundreds and hundreds of people a day. Okay, never got sick or anything else because I've got a healthy immune system. And even the CDC said their numbers, the 600,000 dead supposedly, okay, were about 94% off. That the average person that died in America from COVID had 3.8 comorbid conditions. So they had um, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, bowel disorders. They had all these other conditions. And so disease seeks the, the, um, the pathogen, seeks the disease tissue, not the other way around. Now, when we look at chronic disease and immune system-associated changes, immune organ stuff, we have to look at the autonomic nervous system. And that's the key. You've got an automatic nervous system. One part keeps you alive under stress. The other part regenerates tissue. The sympathetic dominant, which is the fight or flight, and the rest and digest is the parasympathetic nervous system. And we are under stress. Now, your immune system has two different types. One, an innate one. And this is responsible from your ancestors and your parents and your great-grandparents. 
This is inherited from environmental exposure by your ancestors. So everything that your ancestors were exposed to, you've got that genetic memory. And then there's that's the innate, innate inborn immune system. Then you have the adaptive immune system. Now this is based on your current exposure and also your physical, chemical, and emotional stress load. So, and both have humoral and cellular components. Now, components of the immune system, you've got your skin. Now, this is the first main line of defense. You've got oily secretions, you've got antibiotics, sebaceous glands, sweat glands, everything. Then you have gastric acid. And this is hugely important because if you're eating pathogens, it kills them before they get to the intestines. Your saliva and tears take, contain antibacterial enzymes, such as lysosomes. And intestinal bacteria, like your normal gut flora, is amazing. Okay, And in fact, normal gut flora inhibits pathogenic bacteria from multiplying. And then you've got mucus. Now, mucus, it's, um, it's another main defense. It catches and immobilizes invading bodies. And in fact, its composition, your mucus composition, is deadly to many microorganisms. Now, you've got cells, and these cells I look at all the time on the dark field microscopy that I have at both clinics, phagocytes. Now, these are, phag means to eat. Okay, site means cells. So these are cells that eat up abnormally placed tissue. Macrophages, that means a big eater. Neutrophils for bacterial infection. In fact, neutrophils um, do a respiratory burst that, that actually produces hydrogen peroxide, which destroy foreign pathogens and substances. Now, the macrophages are directly connected to the nervous system. So when the nervous system perceives danger or a threat, it releases it. Now, antibodies, this is a type of protein made by certain white blood cells um, in response to a pathogen or an antigen. Now, sometimes there can be specific. Sometimes the, uh, they can help destroy the antigen. Sometimes antibodies, and this is one of the challenges we have with this current um well, can't call it, call it a, sh a vaccine because it doesn't prevent infection or transmission. Um, that's the, the current jab that of the Voldemort. We can't really say that, or otherwise we'd get deleted. Um, they have antibody disease enhancement, where antibodies can actually help the pathogen um, get by some of the host defenses. And that's used when you have a false or a manufactured uh, immune system response has with a a jab or a vaccine. Now, inflammation is one of the most important factors that you have for your immune system. And and just think of how you respond. I mean, first, when you get um, a, a, attacked by a pathogen, remember you got to be weakened because viruses, particularly viruses, they have to use your host. DNA or RNA to replicate. So you have to be a susceptible person. This is why like one person doesn't infect two more and those two infect four and the four infect eight. No, you have to find, remember germs do not cause disease. You have to have a susceptible individual. You have to have a diseased tissue for a disease to grow. 
So you develop a fever. Why? Because for every one degree increase in, in temperature, the speed of the immune system doubles. So 104 temperature means your immune system is 64 times faster. Um, your body is also going to increase mucus production. And so think of this. If you take drugs to lower your fever or to make your nose feel better, you're actually weakening your immune system response. And then diarrhea, coughing, sneezing, these are all designed to eliminate the dead pathogens and the used-up mucous membranes that you've had. And then your body has to restore and rebuild. Now, um, when we look at this, we're going to go over a lot of the cells that are there, like natural killer cells, T cells, and B cells. And these guys are amazing for recognizing antigens. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> I also put one thing in here, too, um, about the Purell. Now, so if germs cause disease, um, and think of this, if germs cause disease, then would eliminating the germs would be good. But if germs are part of your environment, and they're 45% of your uh, DNA, and they're actually used to transfer things, and they only grow on dead tissue. So instead of fighting the germs, you should build up your healthy tissue. So that means with these weird hand sanitizers everywhere, um, could those be dangerous? Absolutely. Um, here was an article published in 2014 uh, that found that people that use those hand sanitizers have elevated blood levels of carcinogen. And this is dangerous. And in fact, here, let me read the quote. Uh, commonly used hand sanitizers, as well as other skincare products, contain mixtures of dermal penetrating enhancing chemicals that can increase up to 100-fold the dermal absorption of lipolipidic compounds such as BPA. So these are BPA metabolites are found in almost everyone's urine, suggesting exposure to multiple sources. Now, this is a cancer-causing agent. Um, BPA disorders are limited to hormone disorders, cancer, heart disease, infertility, diabetes. Okay, so all those diseases that we're talking about are um, helped by the hand sanitizers. And <laughs> BPA even disrupts the body's hormones. So, you know, what do you do? Uh, if you want to be healthy, do you put a mask on your face which limits oxygen and causes you to rebreathe in your own waste? Do you put a toxic substance on your hands to fight germs which increase your risk of endocrine disorders and cancer and hormone problems? Or do you exercise, eat healthy, um, have good social interactions? So here's the bottom line. This is what you do for a healthy immune system. Avoid things that negatively affect it such as vaccines, medication, processed foods, GMOs, grains, artificial sugars, homogenized dairies. That's crazy. So what things can you do? Well, number one, deal with your stress level. Okay, look at the physical, chemical, and emotional stress. And then, once you get the physical stress dealt with, look at exercise. Exercise increases angiogenesis or the formation of blood vessels, neurogenesis, synaptogenesis. I mean, this is amazing. Exercise is incredible. Vitamin D is, helps nerve growth. It helps serotonin. So this means get outside in the sun. 
That means uh, all those in Australia who are living in the prison camp that are told you cannot walk outside, you cannot exercise, by God, you've got to take your country back. Because this is beyond foolish. It, it, it has no bearing in science. Now, proper nutrition. Um, Omega-3s, animal fat-based, are the, the best absorbed and the single most important nutrient for optimal brain function. Sardine, mackerel, anchovies, super, super important. Now, also, healthy fats. Now, omega-3s, coconut oil, olive oil, grass-fed butter, they're so good for you, but you need healthy fats in your system. Now, um, sleep. Sleep, lack of sleep, is a chemical stressor. Now, how many people are getting healthy amounts of sleep that sleep good and wake up refreshed? Not many. Not many. So when you're talking wintertime, immune system stress, by God, you got to... You've got to literally um, look at your physical, chemical, emotional stress. And sleep is always one of the ones that, that we need. Because this is also for memory loss, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. Um, in fact, drugs, multiple, multiple drugs limit your sleep. And we know that drugs actually weaken your immune system, such as blood pressure drugs like diuretics, ACE inhibitors, beta blockers, antacids, um, uh, ADD, ADHD medications, cold medications we affect your sleep, which weaken your immune system. Steroids, pain relievers. I mean, it's crazy. Now, there's ways to master sleep. We've got a couple of videos on that. But it's really, it's called sleep restriction therapy. There's ways to change your circadian rhythm so that you can um, reset your clock. And then meditation. Fantastic. Um, this is a way, in fact, researchers at Harvard, Yale, and MIT, quote, our data suggests that meditation practice can promote cortical plasticity in adults in areas of form cognitive and emotional processing as well as well-being. So that means meditation literally is good for you. So when we put the five keys to health, nerve supply, exercise, nutrition, rest, and prayer meditation, uh, that is the key. Now, in the censored portion, okay, we're going to cover a lot of the topics today that um, that our governments will not allow. And in fact, the <laughs> the government actually um, said, I can't say Biden because can't imagine that he's thinking this this crazy shit up on his own. Um, but the government said that anybody that says anything against a vaccine or anything against COVID, or anything pro-Trump, is listed as a, a terrorist, a domestic terrorist. So that should, you know, that kind of squelches the old freedom of speech thing. Um, because a few months ago, if you said that Fauci's a lying bastard and his institute actually funded gain-of-function research and COVID, it was more than likely manufactured in a lab. If you said that, you would be labeled false information. And now, of course, we know it's true. So there is no one science. There's always a discussion. Science is always changing. Or would you like to listen to the science that our great leaders have now that's brought 60% of us to the chronic illness or injury? And um, what, do you think, what do you think the practices 
um, like in another hundred years of the masking, the social distance, the forced medical procedure without informed consent, the lockdowns. Okay, what do you think a hundred years from now? They'll say, wow, brilliant, great job, guys. Or have you guys lost your friggin' minds? So what we're going to answer today are vitamins in your immune system, something we can't talk about now uh, because if you say vitamins are really good for your immune system, even if you put references, it's not good. We're also going to cover the jabs. Are they safe and effective? Or what's the risk of getting a jab and the benefit? Um, what's the risk of a natural infection versus the benefit of a natural infection? Wow, wouldn't that be kind of cool to have a discussion on? We're going to have that in the censored portion. Uh, the real death rates for 2020, that's right. If it was a pandemic, there had been more. And I just talked to somebody that had drank the Kool-Aid total. And she said, well, yeah, 600,000. Okay, well, we're, we're going to cover those numbers. And then the risk-benefit of what about asking, lockdowns, masks, forced medical procedures without informed consent, vaccine passports, do they make you safe and healthy and protect those? If you're going to get a, a vaccine, particularly the current one, and knowing that on the label it says it doesn't prevent infection, it doesn't prevent transmission, why would this be forced if it doesn't prevent transmission or infectivity? And why is 90% of the people in the hospitals in Israel, and they got a huge vaccine coverage rate, why are they fully vaccinated? So these are questions we're going to answer tonight and because we can't uh, bring up the facts and data uh, on uh, um, standard social media. It's a crazy world we're living in because this is... Um, we, we have to change it. We have to take this back. And the only way to take it back is to fight for our rights. If you want to start changing society, we change it by ourselves. That means if you don't want to wear, wear a mask, don't wear it. This is Dr. John Bergman, uh, your voice of truth. God bless you, and I love you. <laughs>